right, everybody. Welcome back to the Crypto 101 podcast. My name is Brendan Veeman. I'm one of your hosts over here. And we have a very special podcast in store for all of you today. This is actually someone that I was talking to a few months back during one of our crypto hedge fund summits. And I have to say, it was one of my favorite interviews that I have ever done before. We got a guy that is very passionate when it comes to Web3 gaming and decentralized gaming. And for all of you out there, that's something that I am certainly a little bit biased on as well. It's a space that I really enjoy hearing about. So we had to break in the heavy artillery to kind of catch us all up to date onto what's happening over in that space. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce my dear friend, Mr. On Yavin. He is the managing partner of Cointel of the Cointelligence Fund, excuse me. And he's also the co-founder and CBO over at Syndica. He has more than 19 years of experience as an angel investor, and he is one of the top dogs that I look to when it comes to the metaverse and blockchain-based games. So on, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much, and thank you for the very, very kind uh, introduction. Hey, well, this is going to be an exciting one because both of us are very heavily involved when it comes to this side of things. And there's a lot of developments. We're seeing global developments. It's one of those spaces where we truly are seeing work done and infrastructure built all over the globe. It's not something that's just in the United States, and it's a growing industry as well. So I'm excited to kind of pull you in here, get your thoughts on this. But for everyone that's tuning in and asking what is Cointelligence and what's the Cointelligence Fund, you know, how can you catch everyone up to date on what you're actively doing? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. So Cointelligence Fund is a crypto VC fund completely focused on the metaverse and blockchain-based games. We usually invest in the most uh, early stages, uh, seed or pre-seed. And one of the things that um, we are very proud at Cointelligence Fund is uh, the fact that we are actively helping the founders of the projects that we are investing in. Um, and I have to tell you that even though it's supposed to be an industry standard to help the founders, it's actually exactly the other way around. And uh, most of the investors, uh, unfortunately, will not do that. And that's why I am really, really uh, proud uh, of the fact that uh, we've helped so much, um, so many founders already. And obviously what I'm saying is based on the, the founders' uh, feedback. Um, not just uh, uh, based on my uh, personal opinion. And lastly, um, with regards to um, Cointelligence Fund, um, we are, uh, um, it, it is very important for me to, to make a note that we are um, mainly investing in uh, tokens uh, unless we get both tokens and equity. Uh, we never invest in uh, equity only. Um, and um, yeah, that's basically us. Yeah, no, that's great. And so I want to go back to kind of your past. You have 19 years as an angel investor. You're someone that's been around. You've been doing this for a long time. What has you so excited about crypto gaming? Like why shift your focus to pretty much this entirely? Great question. So first of all, let's start with the fact that I'm a gamer and I've been a gamer all my life and I'm very, very, very uh, excited about uh, the new gaming uh, revolution uh, that is happening. And that's uh, the beginning of my uh, answer to you. Um, beside the fact that uh, I've been uh, a gamer all my life and I can actually understand why this is such a big deal, 
I can tell you that the main reasons uh, for me to be so excited about uh, blockchain-based games is the fact that uh, everything related to identity and ownership and thanks to uh, the decentralization of blockchain, it's something that we can actually achieve, um, especially uh, when the time is right for cross-platform uh, transfers, and I'm referring to in-game characters and in-game items, uh, then it's going to become really, really exciting, but there's a long way to go until we get there. And uh, beside the identity and ownership, I think that the fact that um, players can uh, play and while playing uh, make money, um, I think that's an amazing um, um, concept, which by the way, is not something new at all because it's been going on for at least a decade now, according to my personal experience, maybe even longer. Um, and it didn't uh, start uh, in the last few years like uh, too many people think about that. Um, and um, um, beside the two aspects that I mentioned, I think that um, there's going to be so many uh, possibilities and opportunities thanks to um, the, everything that I mentioned uh, with regards to the gaming revolution. I think that some of the things uh, will be found in the next few years, and even I myself cannot figure out uh, what's coming, at least uh, some of it. So I'm very, very excited to uh, see what's happening uh, in the next few years. Yeah, and I want to clarify before we begin here that the gaming space in its entirety, not just blockchain gaming, the gaming space is a huge industry. We're now looking at somewhere between three to four billion gamers across the world. It's pushing about 40% of the world's population is playing video games in some sort or another, whether that's on their phone, whether that's on a console, whether that's on a computer, it doesn't matter. It's pushing towards that 40% mark. So now we, we now have billions of people that are doing this every single day, kind of as an escape from reality. Uh, and we also have this now as, as a multi-hundred billion dollar industry. Like this is a huge industry. It's grown rapidly over the past couple of years, especially in the last couple of, of decades. And so we're looking at this. And for all the people out there that are saying, hey, gaming is kind of a kid's thing. This is what kids do when they're growing up. It has very quickly become so much more than that. This is something that people of all ages are doing all around the world and it now is this global phenomenon. It's not just something that's limited to little kids. It's not just something that's limited to maybe just like boys that are growing up. Like this seriously is this massive industry that billions of people are taking part of. You know, hundreds of billions of dollars are involved with this every single year. And I think that that's an important reference point to look at from an investing standpoint. Because when you look at the market share that cryptocurrency has taken out of the gaming pool, it's still so, so small. So, you know, maybe you can kind of talk towards that. Uh, but crypto still represents such a small portion of that overall gaming market pool. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And uh, I, I, I think that we've seen huge growth for the gaming industry in the last decade. And when I say huge, it's actually an unbelievable growth. And to be honest, I think it didn't even start yet because thanks to everything that we discussed before, what you mentioned, 
I think that the gaming industry is going to explode in a way that it's impossible to understand now. Um, and I think that uh, gaming is not just going to be standalone, but is going to be a part of so many other things that we are doing today. And everybody um, already heard about the word gamification, and we've seen that uh, so many companies out there went through gamification processes. But don't get me wrong, it's not that. I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to something on a much, much higher scale and on a much, much deeper uh, and in-depth scale compared to what we've seen until now. Yeah, and I'd love to ha have you kind of just talk about like what is gamification? How is Web3 different from Web2? And for the people that are kind of watching this and listening, you know, how is Web3 gaming going to be different from the gaming that everyone's been doing for so many years now? Of course, of course. So first of all, I mentioned before everything related to identity and ownership. And I'd like to explain what I mean. So today when you play a game, everything that you're doing while you're playing, everything that you gathered, everything that you achieved, everything that you have uh, completed belongs to the developer of the game. It doesn't belong to you. It's uh, exactly the same as people sometimes think that their money in their bank account belongs to them. No, it belongs to the bank. And it clearly states that way in every agreement that you sign with the bank, by the way, most people are just uh, ignoring it or, or missing it. And going back to gaming, same thing is happening with gaming. Everything that you're doing, all of your efforts um, belong to the development company that created the game. With blockchain-based games and the fact that you can actually own your in-game characters and in-game items is one of the biggest deals, in my opinion. And I'll give you an example uh, that happened to me. I spent hundreds of hours playing one <clears throat> of my favorite games, or I should say my favorite game, which is World of Warcraft. I, my account was hacked. And I never, I was never able to recover everything that I achieved for that specific account. Now, you have to realize that I spent hundreds over hours, hundreds over hundreds of hours of achieving everything that I have achieved. And it was all gone one day, as simple as that. Now, even though Blizzard, the developer, developer company behind World of Warcraft, they could have helped me potentially. They decided not to help me mm. for their own reasons. So not only you don't own it, you're also uh, completely helpless uh, and dependent on the developer company behind the game. With the new blockchain-based games concept, it's not going to be the case. You are going to be the owner of everything. You're going to be in full control of everything. And one last thing I would like to add, it doesn't mean that if your, let's say, crypto wallet was hacked and all of your assets were drained, nobody will be able to help you. Just to clarify on that, not the development company that developed the game or anything like that. So don't get me wrong, it's not a perfect solution for everything, but it's a much, much better scenario and much, much better uh, um, uh, use case compared to the current ones. So let me get this right. If someone is playing a game 
And in these games, they're always working towards items, they're purchasing items, whether that is maybe an outfit for your character, maybe it's a skin for something that's in game. Maybe it's a vehicle or a car or clothes or whatever it is, right? There's all these different facets for every single game. Maybe it's the character itself. You will have ownership over pretty much everything in that game. So that way, if you get a rare drop, if you do a rare achievement, you can actually negotiate and buy and sell and trade that for other things of value. Is that kind of correct? Absolutely. And not only that, um, it's and, and as you mentioned, it's going to be every single item and character in the game. Mm. And also, it's not only what you gathered and what you achieved, but also what you created. Because a part of these games is to create. So if you're going to create your own space inside the, 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 the virtual world of that game, it's going to belong to you. Yeah, I like this because you look at some of the most successful games out there. Um, not every game, but you look at something like CSGO, right? Counter-Strike Global Offensive. They have this semi-decentralized marketplace, right? It's not truly decentralized because you can only trade items around within Steam, which is a game provider. So, you know, yeah, you can buy and sell for real money. Let me add that in there. And so there's items that people have that are $1,000, 10000 $100,000 per each item in game. Not everything's that expensive, but it allows players to actually have in-game items that have, that are of value. And some people hit it big and they all the time that they put in and it shows and it pays back. And people love that about a game like that. But then there's other games like World of Warcraft or maybe even like League of Legends for people that are familiar with those where you can get something crazy and you can put a thousand hours into it and you're really going to have no way to capitalize on it. It happened to, to me in a game called League of Legends, I got this crazy rare drop. It was worth $500, but the only way to get rid of it was to go to a third-party site and sell the account in its entirety, give away like the passwords and the email and everything. And no one wants to do that, right? Because then you're giving away your digital identity. Like That person is who you are. It's what you've built. And sometimes you don't want it to be this all-or-nothing scenario that may or may not go against the gaming provider's terms of service, which I think it's its own... In entire conversation to kind of talk about how you know silly that may be but there's a lot of like different ways that this can go so you know, i'll, I'll yes, kind of look at that <clears throat> yes absolutely and and these uh, third party websites that you're referring to the these marketplaces they are actually offering uh people to buy characters to buy um a, a, the in-game currency uh and so on but they do not offer you to uh, buy or sell specific items, as you said, because that's completely impossible because you can't transfer yeah. uh, the really good uh, items because uh, then they are considered to be soul bound and they are not transferable to anyone else. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right about that. And the biggest problem is that it's, like you said, against the game rules. So first of all, if you do that, you are risking getting banned. So if you sold the account or mm. if you bought the account, then either way you get a, 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 you, 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 you can get banned and then you lost. And so it's completely worthless. But beside that, um, and, and more importantly, in my opinion, it's too much of a hassle. And it's um, and, and, and because it's considered to be shady, 
then most people will not do that. So the market for it is very, very low considerably because it's not considered to be legit. And beside all of that, um, like you said, you can capitalize it or monetize you playing the games. But I have to tell you that as much as I love that concept, we do have to remember that the first priority for any game developer out there is to build a game that is great and fun for the players mm. and then think about the monetization uh, part that players uh, will be able to achieve. Uh, so that's very important uh, that uh, our uh, uh, listeners will, will realize that. I think that's a super important point because we see a ton of these blockchain creators. A lot of these blockchain games come out and the first marketing material that you see is like, hey, everyone, this is a blockchain game, so you should come play it. By the way, secondarily, this is what it's about. This is why it's a good game. But you feel like the blockchain side of things is slapping you in the face first, when in reality, it should be the other way around. It should be these, these companies or these creators saying, here is this really amazing game that you're going to want to play. By the way, a facet of this is that it integrates blockchain tech so that you're able to do all these other things, but it should complement the game. It shouldn't be the game. And I think that's where a lot of projects have gone wrong. And that's why they have these shorter lifespans when it comes to Web3 games. It's because they do things in the wrong operation. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yes. I think that most of the uh, blockchain-based games that we've seen until now were actually either scams or bullshit projects. They were not real games. I actually tried most of them in 2021, 2022. Uh, and as a gamer, I can tell you that these are th these were not games. The second part is that, uh, as you mentioned, they used to market it in that way. And I can tell you that today I'm advising all of my um, founders of our portfolio companies to not discuss anything related to blockchain or, or crypto at all. Actually, to launch the game as a regular game mm. to onboard users and then at some point see if they are interested in registering uh, everything that they're doing on the blockchain using the NFTs that are uh, allowing you to do everything that we discussed before and, um, and, and, and only then. But one last thing, don't get me wrong, and I've seen uh, two problematic cases already when blockchain-based games projects actually hid the fact that they are based on blockchain and that created a huge backlash for them at some point. Mm. So I'm not advising anyone to hide anything in general, never hide anything or never lie about anything as long as you're raising funds and as long as you're working with uh, the public and doing advertising or marketing for the public, well, you shouldn't do it in general, but I'm emphasizing these are like the the the, the biggest problems that I see when uh, uh, founders are lying to potential investors or are, are lying to the public. Mm. Um, and um, and 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 I think that they shouldn't be talking about the blockchain or cryptocurrency part, but they should have a page on the website explaining these parts. Yeah. But no need to push it, to market it, or to uh, talk about that uh, before anything else, of course. No, that makes total sense. So when you're looking at these projects, like what does your vetting process 
look like? Because clearly, you've, at this point, you, you've probably seen hundreds of them. So how do you vet out the good versus the bad ones, the ones that have potential, the ones that don't? What are you looking for? It's actually thousands by now, not uh, thousands. Hundreds. Even better. <laughs> well, we already made more than uh, 50 investments. So uh, you can imagine that <laughs> the percentage is very, very, very low considering what I said. Um, and to answer your question is the following. First of all, as we discussed already, it has to be a game and it has to be a real game. Mm. Now, uh, since we are usually investing in very, very early stages, we cannot be a, we cannot see the, the, the full game. But I have to tell you that today, if they don't have at least a demo, like I wouldn't even call it an alpha version. It can be a pre, pre, pre alpha version. <laughs> but just to see something that they actually created and built. So we will be able to understand if they actually understand gaming at all. The second part would be everything related to the selection of the blockchain. The third part would be everything related to the crypto tokenomics, which is probably one of the most important key factors for the success of um, the project. And uh, lastly, everything related to their uh, abilities and capabilities with regards to the Web3 and crypto industry in general. And just to make a point, don't think that the last part that I mentioned means that if the founders don't have practical experience within the Web3 and crypto industry, it means that we will not be investing in them. Absolutely, that's not the case. Actually, in some cases, it's actually an advantage for us uh, because when we talk to uh, crypto founders and we ask them, um, this is your first uh, project? And they say, no, it's actually my sixth or seventh uh, uh, project. And then I'm asking them uh, in what time frame? And they say two, three years. And that's when the call is ended. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that raises a lot of red flags, right? Like what happened to the other ones? Why were they failing so quickly? I'm not even bothering asking, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the call just ends right there. Easy enough. No, seriously. I mean, I mean, I mean for me, uh, a dedication of founders is one of the most yeah. important things. If I can't see that they dedicated themselves fully, completely, for at least a period of two to three years for one specific project, it's game over. And the pun intended. Well, because at that point, if they're doing six projects in two or three years, it almost seems like they're not even putting in the effort and trying, right? They have no dedication towards the long-term goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you would be surprised that that's the industry standard, unfortunately. Mm. Well, are there not, any... Not speaking about six projects, but the industry standard is when you ask them about the last two, three years, they will take... They, they, and, and, and even if they don't answer immediately, but if you keep asking them, you see that they worked on a few projects during that time. And some of the time on more than one project at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as like going and applying to a job somewhere. Like imagine that you are a manager of a fast food chain. You go into somewhere and you're like, oh, hey, here's my resume. I've worked at managing a McDonald's, a Chick-fil-A, an In-N-Out, a this, a that, a Wendy's, a Burger King all in the last two years. And immediately the employers are going to be like, what did you do to have this kind of turnover? But the same, you know, funny enough, the same applies here, right? People want consistency. They want to show that you're going to be able to stay on top of something and like make that long-term dream come to reality. Because if you can't sell yourself, you're not going to be able to sell a project to thousands or millions of other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And one last point that I would like to highlight is the fact that we will never invest in any project that even one, one of the co-founders or the core team members is uh, um, interested in remaining anonymous. Mm. That's like a complete deal breaker immediately. And it doesn't matter what's the explanation. And, um, and, and, and no matter what, and actually this is uh, my biggest advice to any investor who is listening to us, and I'm never giving any financial advice, but I am telling you that today to invest in any project while one of the team members is anonymous is completely insane in my opinion, mm. like completely insane, seriously. There's too much risk involved, right? It's not just a matter of too much risk. Forget about the risk. If they don't want to disclose their identities, it means that something is wrong, period. And nobody can convince me otherwise. If you're raising funds from investors, don't even get me started on mom and pop investors from the public. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about any investor right now, and you're not willing to disclose yourself. I mean, it was another industry standard within the uh, crypto industry, but it's completely insane. Seriously like completely insane. So if anyone is listening to us and planning to pitch their project, <laughs> don't even bother unless you are willing to completely disclose yourself. And uh, just to clarify, we will also ask to see your ID just to make sure that that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think that kind of begs the question, are there any projects out there that you're allowed to talk about. I don't want to get you in trouble, but are there any blockchain-based projects out there, gaming projects that caught your eye right now? So, yes, there are. But instead of telling you the ones that caught my eye recently, I can tell you about uh, two or three projects that Cointelligence Fund invested okay. and they didn't even launch yet. Um, so definitely interesting for everyone to uh, take a look. And I'll tell you about the following. So first of all, um, I'd like to mention Cradles. Cradles is an amazing open space uh, metaverse. Uh, and it is actually the kind of game that I am into myself personally. And it's focused on everything related to dinosaurs and uh, fighting uh, dinosaurs and so on. And um, one of the things that I love the most about this project is the fact that they actually managed to do something that I didn't see anyone do before. So everyone knows that uh, everything with the blockchain-based games is based on NFTs because that's the way that you can own your in-game characters and items. But what these guys did, the team behind Cradles, is make the NFTs uh, changeable, which is very, very interesting for games because when you play and you use items, they are supposed to change, mm. at least some of them, like, like level in real up or life. Something level up or become uh, uh, not as good as they used to be because they become rusty, oh. like if we talk about weapons or if it's, let's say, uh, an item uh, that is supposed to be uh, considered a consumable, which you're not supposed to have all the time, so it just should mm. be gone at some point and so on. Um, the second example that I would like to give you is a project called Beast League. Beast League actually created a metaverse based on everything related to animals. That's why the name Beast. And uh, they created a casual set of games. The first one is basketball. 
and they're planning to build other types of games based on the same mechanisms. And I can tell you that when I actually played the uh, alpha and the beta versions with my kids, together with my kids, I can tell you that we've had so much fun. And while we did that, we also discovered some bugs, of course, because that was the purpose of uh, me playing with my uh, kids' team at home. Uh, I can tell you that we've had so much fun. Uh, and if I compare it to the big traditional mainstream casual games, I think that these guys are going to give them a very, very, very serious fight. So I'm excited about uh, these uh, two projects very much. I think that's great. Because when I asked that question, I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, he's going to talk about uh, Axie Infinity or Decentraland or Sandbox. And these are names that people haven't heard of right off the rip. Like, what are your thoughts of those those big names that have been around out there? Because I don't know about you. I don't have too much animosity towards them, but I just don't think that they're great faces to represent the space. Not only... You're, you're being very polite and very politically <laughs> correct, as they say. Let me put it this way. Uh, I played Axie Infinity for five to six hours uh, to, to make sure that I actually understand Axie Infinity. First of all, it's not a game. It's a bullshit game. Uh, you can put uh, a bot to play the game and it will do as good as you do as a human person. That says everything. But I have to tell you that unlike uh, many people out there that are claiming that Axie Infinity is a Ponzi scheme, I don't think that the founders intended, I can't tell you for sure, I'm guessing here, but I don't think that they intended to scam anyone. I think that they just mismanaged the company. Yeah. Beside the fact that they just built uh, a bullshit game, which is completely fine uh, um, uh, because there's, I mean, it's not fine, but there's so many out there that are bullshit games, but they didn't have any intention to steal money uh, or uh, scam people and, uh, and so on. But, um, but that's my personal opinion. And I think that with regards to the other names that you mentioned, I think that there's two huge issues. One, I think that the blockchain technology is not there yet. We need to improve so much for things to be uh, registered in real time on the blockchain as they tried to do. Yeah. And the second part is I think that they lack a bit of uh, execution. Um, and I am being nice here. And the main reason is that they already made a fortune. Yeah. Why would they want to make uh, such a great effort now, considering that they already made their millions over millions uh, by selling the tokens for these projects? Mm. Well, I want to get your thoughts on who you think the face of the crypto gaming space is now, because for a while I felt like it was kind of gala, you know, maybe Axie a little bit. But with <laughs> everything that's been going on over at Gala, I feel as if there is a void in the crypto gaming space and that it truly doesn't have a face anymore. Like there is no person or project to look up towards. Like this is the definitive leader of the crypto gaming space. And I think that's probably for the best, but you know, what do you think of that whole situation? Like who do you see stepping up and kind of taking on that role? So beside saying, and I'm going to be completely, completely uh, non-impartial here. Okay. But beside a few of my portfolio companies, I don't see anyone out there that can actually uh, uh, take that position. 
I completely agree with you that Gala Games actually had that chance and they completely screwed that up with that stupid lawsuit yeah. against each other, um, obviously. Um, and um, <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, the situation right now is so horrible in our industry, in my opinion, um, that I, I can't really answer that question right now. It's, it's going to take some time for the industry to recover uh, from everything that's happened, and not only with regards to games, but everything that's happened with the bankruptcies, yeah. uh, FTX, Celsius Network, and the, the, their friends. Um, and, um, and with regards to games, I think that people just try to become uh, too uh, rich too quick. Yeah. And that's why we are in this situation. So it's going to take us some time. Maybe the next time that we have a chat, uh, I will be able to tell you who's going to take the lead for this. Yeah, you know, I don't think that it's an awful thing at the end of the day. And here's why. Because what this does is this opens up the floor for a truly great project to come in and lead by example. And I completely agree with you. I think Gala had the opportunity to do that and they fumbled the bag. And so now we kind of have almost a clean slate of sorts where we have room for someone else to come in and take that market share. And you know, hopefully the next person that comes in and does that is a really solid project that knows what they're doing. And that's all I can hope for. Agreed, beside the fact that Meanwhile, too many people lost their money, including life savings. And that's the biggest thing that True. I will say that I, I, I can't agree with the statement that it's a good thing. Yeah. I know that you didn't mean, uh, you didn't refer to that part, but yeah. I'm just emphasizing that because beside that, I agree with you. No. And I've been saying myself, I, I had a, I did a social media post about six months ago saying that I think that the entire industry should be flooded similar to the Noah Ark's <laughs> flood story. And uh, yeah, that post uh, did a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of noise back then because people actually agreed with it, yeah. uh, many of them. And, 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 and that's why I keep mentioning that not only the founders are scammers in our industry, too many of them, actually most of them, it's also the investors, mm. which is absolutely insane in my opinion. That's something that I didn't see in other industries, to be honest. <laughs> no, well, fair enough. Well, I think all this begs the question, how do people capitalize on this opportunity of crypto gaming? Because it seems to be, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems to be something that you believe is going to play a massive part in the future of society. It just might not be something that happens today, next month, you know, maybe not within the next year. You know, you, both of us believe that it's going to happen, but it could be a little bit further out than, than people might want. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I think that the revolution is starting. Uh, you can say that it started, uh, but I'm saying that it's starting. And uh, I think, yes, it's going to take a few good years uh, for us to see the real results for everything related to uh, blockchain-based games. Awesome. And so in order to get to this mainstream global adoption where we have a large majority of people that are playing video games, playing blockchain-based games. What needs to happen for us to get to that point? So I think that the first is what we already discussed with regards to the level of the games, the okay. quality of the games themselves. As soon as we will be able to see uh, high-quality games, it's just going to happen uh, of its own. Um, and the second part, I think that 
um, the industry itself, with no regards to games, the, the entire blockchain and crypto industry must be regulated, must. We, we have to stop with the wild, wild west. It doesn't stop. It didn't stop until now. And without the proper regulation, which I don't see anytime soon, by the way, uh, they keep talking about it all the time, um, but they're not doing too much. I think these two elements are going to be the most crucial uh, uh, ones for the uh, advancement and progress of the industry in general and specifically blockchain-based games. And so when it comes to capitalizing on the, on this opportunity, this has to be one of the most frequent questions that I get asked. I'm sure you get it as well. But people are saying, hey, do I invest in the games at an early stage? Do I buy their tokens? Do, buy, do I buy their NFTs? Do I be the person to play these games? Like there's so many different ways that people can capitalize, but what are the ones that might be worthwhile from your perspective? So I'm gonna answer that question in a way that you are not expecting, to be honest. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, the founders of the project that we've invested in is going, are going to be a little bit pissed uh, off when they hear me say that, but I'll tell you the following. If you are going to invest, most chances you're going to lose your investment. Most people invest in cryptocurrencies, they completely lose everything that they invested or most of it. That's the, uh, according to data that I have gathered and reviewed in the last six years, it doesn't change. I don't see it changing anytime soon. And as much as I'm considered to be a crypto uh, enthusiastic or fanatic or whatever you want to call me, um, and beside the fact that we are very happy with our investments uh, uh, in the last few years, and specifically with regards to blockchain-based games, and beside the fact that we are very happy with our investments, I can tell you that most people will lose their money. And that's why my um, advice is unless you really, really, really know what you're doing, and unless you can really, really afford to lose that money, do not dare to invest in anything in this industry. It's as simple as that. And the last thing that you should do is listen to your family and friends with regards to investments and not because they don't care about you, because most likely they don't understand anything themselves, even if they sound like they understand. Yeah. I mean, even if it sounds like they understand. There's an easy rule here that was always said in the stock market, but I think it equally applies in crypto. If you don't understand what you're investing in, don't invest in it. You shouldn't be investing in things that you don't understand. And that's the mistake that people make. And then when something doesn't go according to plan, they don't know why. They don't know when to get out. They don't know when to exit at either a loss or a take profit because they don't understand what they invested in in the first place. Exactly. Well, on hey, we really appreciate you coming on. It's great to hear from someone who is so deeply woven into this blockchain-based gaming side of things. So where can people continue to follow you on your journey and track everything that you're doing? So it's very easy to find me because I'm the only one with my full name, Onya Vin. So if you look me up on LinkedIn or Twitter, you can easily find me. And uh, I invite everyone to reach out. And uh, if anyone would like to ask me questions, I'm always happy to uh, answer questions. If founders would like to schedule a meeting with me, I'm very happy to schedule a meeting, even though I don't, even when I don't think it's relevant for Coin Intelligence Fund. Um, I'm always happy to uh, help uh, young founders, and I'm inviting everyone to uh, reach out and, and try me. 
Awesome. Well, you heard it here first. If you are looking to build the next generation of crypto games or you're a gaming fan at all, this is going to be your man to check out. So on once again, thank you, my man. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Bye bye for now.